Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there, it's Chris Malone for the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here's your recap for Monday, February 20th, 2023. Talked a bit about customer service here on this President's Day um, because it's very hard to find, especially when you call on the phone. Generally, you're dealing with artificial intelligence, a, a chat box that will uh, act like it's human, but really doesn't. And they may or may not answer your questions. If you're getting to the point where you really are finally connected to a human being, there's probably chances you're a bit upset, you're frustrated, and you've been a bit worn out. These are all things we need to be aware of when you speak to somebody who is trying to help you. It was the one thing that always would kind of um, uh, make me question why I was in customer service. I was always there to help. And then people were screaming and yelling at me. And it was just like, you know, you need to have a little bit of decorum in here. So I know. So keep your rudeness, uh, keep the impoliteness and your offenses elsewhere, because you're not going to get any help uh, when you act that way around customer service. In fact, you may find yourself being disconnected and uh, you'll have to start from square one, which is never really fun. Uh, There are a little bit of uh, pieces of information that you will need when speaking with customer service, like account numbers, um, uh, dates, people you have talked to, uh, all that stuff you need to have readily available and being ready to give it to the uh, customer service person in order for them to help you. And then finally, probably the one thing that you uh, have to keep in mind is that even with uh, getting something resolved, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get exactly what you want. You need to be in the uh, understanding that you may have to settle for a, um, uh, a compromise. So, for instance, you're calling to get a late fee removed, and they can't remove it, but perhaps they can give you a $10 credit on next month's bill. Well, it's not really what you really wanted, but it is something and rather than nothing. And that's not to say that you should take just the first um, offer that's given to you, but you should also be aware that any sort of compromise is better than nothing at all. Talked about painting the bathroom as well, because uh, that is going to the one room that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge in order for you to paint, mainly because you're dealing with a room that gets a lot of humidity nearly each every day. And that means you need to adjust your plan for painting your bathroom, not so much as to the sheen or the colors, but prepping your walls for whatever paint you decide. I mean, it really doesn't really matter if anything from flat to gloss is uh, the paint's going to work good in the bathroom, but you need to prep the walls before you start painting. And for prepping the walls, it's a little bit different than it would be for the other rooms in your home because that would be just kind of wiping the walls and the ceilings down. But for your bathroom, you need to actually um, kill any sort of um, mold. 
that is evident in the wall. And there's a chance that you might have that. And the thing is, even if you don't see the mold spores, could have some mold there. So mixing up a three-quarter cup of bleach with a gallon of water, scrubbing your walls with the mixture, then uh, letting it sit for about five minutes, and then go ahead and rinsing that off, letting it dry for at least a day before you begin the painting, which starts with the primer. Primer does a couple of things. One thing, uh, it's, it's formulated to make paint stick to it. So it gives you more of a consistent finish and you use less of the more expensive paint uh, when you're painting a particular project. Secondly, and probably the more important thing to in the bathroom is that the primer acts as a sealer to prevent moisture penetrating the walls. Um, just uh, keep in mind that uh, even if you, uh, why it's so important to clean the walls is that if you just paint over the mold with primer, you're still going to have mold that comes through. So uh, that's why you need to kind of kill it before you put the primer on it. Uh, and then if anything, when you are painting the bathroom, make sure you are uh, opting for a mold-free version of paint uh, or what's called mold-resistant or, or something along those lines. Those are the things that you're really going to want to look for when you're talking about painting in your bathroom. We talked about t- table scraps are not so bad for dogs. We've heard from many uh, sources. In fact, we have, I have told you about them on the show about how it's really kind of a bad idea to give table scraps to your dog, mainly because food made for human uh, it's going to have a lot more spice. It's going to be a lot more rich than it would be for dogs, and that can kind of mess up their uh, digestive systems. But there's actually some new research that's coming out here that said uh, uh, it looked over 7,000 dogs over 10 years, and it said uh, dogs, or puppies, I should say, that have eaten food leftovers defined as cooked meat, cooked rice, and cooked fish during the first 18 months of life were about 23% less likely to develop several gastrointestinal diseases. Similarly, dogs that had a meat-based diet with some vegetables were about 22% less likely to suffer from digestive symptoms like vomiting and diarrhea. So really something to talk to with your vet just to make sure your your dog's getting the best sort of nutritional needs. But um, really something you may want to consider is every once in a while, because we found out that life is moderation, every once in a while, maybe a table scrap, as long as it doesn't have anything toxic like onions or garlic in uh, in it, giving it to your dog is probably not a bad thing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a report that kind of uh, was very much and raised my eyebrow because it was not one, but two recent studies um, are hitting chocolate lovers pretty hard. In particular, those who love dark chocolate. There was a consumer report study that found high levels of cadmium and lead and 23 out of 28 dark chocolate bars tested. Then there was a separate study by the nonprofit foundation called As You Sow that found 285 of the 465 chocolate products they tested contained high lead and or high levels of cadmium. And why this is a concern is that uh, these are two uh, uh, particular heavy metals that are going to be found in nature. But because of the, uh, the, 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 the cacao plant, which holds, uh, makes the, the cocoa beans. And, of course, for dark chocolate, you need more of the cocoa beans in it. 
um, the levels are a little bit higher than would be like a milk chocolate or even a white chocolate. And it's really kind of two bad uh, uh, heavy metals. One is that, of course, uh, exposure to uh, high levels of lead has uh, uh, consequences to our brains and our central nervous system, especially for younger kids. Cadmium is considered a cancer-causing agent, particularly the cancers for the lung, prostate, kidney, and pancreas. And um, it's really something to kind of be aware of. But really, it was like, what the heck are we talking about? Chocolate? For years, we've said it's good for you. It cuts down uh, your, uh, you know, your, 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 uh, uh, your blood pressure. It's, it's good for you and um, helps with cholesterol and then lowers your risk of, of heart disease. And then all of a sudden, you tell me I can't eat chocolate? That's not, a, that's not what this is saying at all. Because as I said, generally all food we have have some sort of uh, metals in them. Everything from iron to, um, uh, to uh, cadmium to, to, uh, uh, to lead, uh, mainly because that's the environment that the plants are living in. But what they have found over the years is that we've been mining a lot more, digging a lot deeper into the Earth's crust and exposing a lot of these heavy metals into our air, soil, and water. And, of course, that means that our plants are sucking it all up as well. What does this absolutely mean? Well, there's still more research that needs to be done on this, but uh, probably not a bad idea just to really use the governor on uh, dark chocolate in particular, keeping it very, very um, sporadic and just as a treat, and maybe something that you may want to switch with kids so they don't get it, um, they don't um, have as much exposure to these heavy metals um, in such an early part of their life. And then finally, we today talked a little bit about President's Day because this is another one of these stories that I just kind of reached down the rabbit hole and lo and behold, um, found out that uh, the, the, the day that uh, we celebrate as President's Day technically doesn't exist, at least for all 50 states. And I'll explain this for you here. I, I always thought it was weird that President's Day, I, we, uh, the company I work for, which is Odyssey, um, uh, President's Day is one of our paid holidays. And I've never been anywhere, uh, not even in school uh, or any job I've ever had, where President's Day was a paid holiday or a day that you would get off. So, uh, and so this is where I thought this was kind of fascinating. I want to share it along with you. Uh, February 22nd, that is the birth date of our first president, our founding father and commander-in-chief, George Washington. Quite famously, not only uh, he's the only president to ever earn 100% approval rate from uh, both terms in his presidency. Of all the presidents we've ever had, he's the only one that got everyone saying, I think George Washington is doing a fantastic job as our president. But while Washington made little attention to his birthday when he was alive, and maybe that's due to the fact he had it on two different days, and I'll get more into depth than that one in just a minute, um, he really didn't celebrate it. But upon his death in 1799, states of a grateful nation decided to make his birthday a day of celebration and one that we should enjoy uh, as a founding father. It was about nine decades later, 1879, that the death, excuse me, the birthday of George Washington became a federal holiday, according to the U.S. Congress. They added it as a federal holiday. And his birthday remained a holiday for over nine decades further, until Congress, back in the uh, 1960s, uh, passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. And this was an act to kind of streamline these holidays that just randomly popped up on the calendar. And you think about it, Christmas is always December 25th. Well, December 25th can be on a Tuesday or a Friday or a Sunday. So the, um, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act moved three holidays. It created Columbus Day, but it would make Columbus Day uh, Memorial Day and uh, George Washington's birthday fall on Mondays. 
In particular, it was uh, um, uh, Columbus Day fell on the second Monday in October, which it still does. Uh, Memorial Day, last day of May, which it is still does. And Washington's birthday moves to the third Monday in February, which is this year, February 20th. But it's not known as President's Day. According to Congress, um, they never created President's Day. Technically, to the federal government, uh, today, being President's Day, is actually just Washington's birthday. Because I thought for a long time President's Day was kind of a little mixture of of, uh, George Washington's birthday and Abraham Lincoln's birthday melded together, and then we celebrated two great presidents uh, at one time. Not the case. At least according to the federal government, Lincoln has never had his birthday observed, interestingly enough. It was retailers back in the mid-1980s that coined the phrase President's Day because they found it would be kind of cool to mix a three-day weekend with uh, moving out some lingering inventory that needed to be sold before some spring merchandise received. So that's where the terms President's Day came about. And when you're talking about federal holidays, it is for federal workers. The states are in charge of the state's holidays, which for the most part, 99.9% follow the federal guidelines. That's why we have Christmas and Thanksgiving and Memorial Day, Labor Day, uh, Veterans Day, all of these holidays, we have them all on the same days, except when it comes to Washington's birthday. Some states observe Washington's birthday as a state holiday. Some states observe Lincoln's birthday as a holiday. Some states only uh, look at Washington's birthday. Some states do both Washington and Lincoln's birthday. Um, Some states back in the early 2000s actually created an official President's Day to honor all commanders-in-chief, including Washington and Lincoln. But here in Florida, along with six other states, there are no observations of Washington's birthday, of Lincoln's birthday, or a President's Day, which is why in Florida, federal courts were open today and the state's courts were closed why you weren't going to get your mail today, which kind of confuses everything even more so. Uh, so that is the, the, the history of what we now know as Washington's birthday, which we kind of coined as just being President's Day. We interchanged the terminology. But as I was researching this, I thought this was kind of interesting. It may be a reason why our first president really didn't pay too much attention to his birthday. He had two birthdays, sort of. George Washington was born in the British colony of Virginia back on February 11th. 1731. His uh, family owned a plantation in Virginia, and uh, he indeed was born um, of that uh, in that age. But in 1752, when Washington was 21 years old and still a British subject living in the colonial North America, Britain and all of its colonies moved from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. That meant that George Washington's birthday moved from the 11th to the 22nd. That was kind of interesting. So there you go. That's the recap for today, Monday, February 20th, 2023. I'm Chris Malone. Of course, I always welcome your comments and feedback. You can email me, C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 